been waiting for this day for a long time. Oh, boy! Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Disney Underground, your experimental podcast of tomorrow. I'm your host, Gene. It's April 19th, 2021, and this is episode 33. We want to thank you for joining us today. We got a fun show planned, and uh, we'll be discussing our favorite Disney Imagineers. We'll be going over some big Disney news. We'll be talking about what we can expect to see on Disney Plus this week, and another edition of the Disney Dollar Game, which will feature a good friend of the show. So all that and more, but first, let's do the uh, let's do my favorite thing of the show, the Disney Underground underground roll call the disney underground roll call first up we have our besteners of the midwesterners dan and steph steph with a return how you guys doing hey i missed you guys hi ho yeah. I got to be honest. I'm so happy we have Steph back in the house, man. But yeah, it's good to have Steph back. Good to be here. I got to tell you, if you weren't showing up today, I wasn't showing up today, Steph. And that's what I, I was out. Dan did fine last week. I wore a country bear shirt. He did. For... Wait, no, your magic band too. And, magic and band. the magic band. Yeah, Gene loved it. I, I did not love it. But it also inspired a shirt that I will be debuting very soon. I'm going oh. to have created. Everyone will see it. And me, and we'll actually maybe have Aiden on that shirt, that show, because I'm going to be giving Aiden the shirt as well. Because in the words of Aiden, we don't even go to the country bears. You told him to say that. I most certainly Bad things did. are going to happen, <laughs> Eugene. He's Bad just a smart thing. kid. That kid's got it all together. He's a, he knows what he's talking about, man. I can't. Florida, I, Florida doesn't want you even more now. Well, How many days out are you? Oh, yeah. We are. 41 days out. But nobody's counting. No. no. Just seems like 41. <laughs> well, let's take it. Let's send it down to sunny Miami. One half of the JSA Creations. Joey, what up, man? Hey, hey. And yes, it is uh, very sunny. It's been blazing hot lately. So it's a prelude to summer. I can already tell. Okay, guys. And the Disney Underground is proudly brought to you by Magical Travel by Brian. Contact Brian to help you book your next vacation. Magical Travel by Brian can help not only book your Disney vacation, but much, much more. He can also help you book Universal Studio vacations, all-inclusive Caribbean resorts, cruises, corporate travel. They can even help you book your destination wedding, even Disney weddings. They are going to get you the best possible price on your trip. And that's a promise. And you know what the best part is? Dan, what's the best part? I believe it's free. Free, 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 free. Oh, a little echo. Yeah, thanks for the sound effects, Stephanie. Echo there. And you know what? They're completely right. They're completely free, so it's a no-brainer. Doesn't cost a cent. So for info, reach out to Magical Travel by Brian. You can check them out on their website, www.magicaltravelbybrian.com. You can email them at brian at magicaltravel.com. And you can reach them by phone, 1-800-883-1535, extension 55. And Brian is spelled B-R-I-A-N. All right, guys? So check them out. They're going to get you that great price on your trip. But, uh, and again, like we had spoken about 41 days till I'm a Floridian. So once I get down there. <laughs> about 41 days. About 41 days. Once I get down there, it's going to be a whole new, whole new gene. Whole oh, new yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> but only once he gets down there. But only, yeah, only once I get down there. I'm going to wait until I get down there. Yeah. Once I get down there. 
Hey, I got to tell you guys something else. This is big news. I just found out today. We had our 20,000th listen on the podcast. What? So since we started August 3rd, that Monday in August, August 3rd, wow. we've now had 20,000 listens. I don't know if that's really good or not. It, I feels- like a, it sounds good. Well, well Joey did 5,000. I did 5,000. Yeah. Steph and Sam did 5,000. It works. It works that way. So oh. we got there. No, yeah. That is pretty cool, actually. I don't know if it's good, but it sounds good. Yeah, it so sounds good to me. Hey, listen, for people that came out of nowhere, man, I think it's good for us. It's not like we're- The we're- interesting thing with podcasts, there's no real- I don't know how you measure what we're doing, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Well, you know what? I appreciate anyone that's that's really, you know, left us great reviews. Our, our reviews are pretty good and not, not packing ourselves in the back. It's, you know, oh, the yeah, numbers they- don't lie. The numbers are there. We have, you know, our reviews are pretty good. So anybody listening for the first time, you've made a right choice by tuning in because our reviews are great. So um, we want to thank everybody that has left reviews- has given us those five-star ratings on Apple, at least, you know? Yeah. And uh, we want to thank everybody help. for that. And speaking of which, it, hey, 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 Stephanie, it's good to have you back, like I said. But let me ask you a question. Why do, why do bees have sticky hair? Why do bees have sticky hair? I don't know. Stephanie, it's obvious. It's because they use honey combs. Oh. Gene, <laughs> you're forgetting something. Mic drop. Drop in the mic. Oh, yes. I can tell Neves Peas even loves it. I can hear him. You heard him? I know. I love your close to the mic with technique. Oh, yeah. Hey, I got to ask Stephanie another question. It's not a dad joke, though. <laughs> What's your question? Oh, so Stephanie. Yeah. All right. See, there's, there's two men in a boat. Okay. One's named Pete. The other's named Repeat. Pete falls out of the boat. Who's still in the boat? What's his name? Repeat. Okay. There's two men in a boat. Don't do it. Don't one's named Pete. Stephanie. One's named Repeat. Oh. Pete falls out of the boat. How did you not see that coming? Oh, this is worse than a dad joke. Because- it is pretty bad because she's going to wow. say it again. I appreciate it's the it. The epitome of what we don't want from Gene to keep telling the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I can't believe I fell for that. All right, so we got the news this week, guys, and let's uh, let's kick it over to Joey first. What did we got in the news this week, Joey? All right, so first up, we've got uh, the Disney Cruise Lines. They'll be debuting the UK staycations with Disney Magic at Sea. These limited cruises will depart from a few different locations in the UK, and they will be exclusively for residents of the United Kingdom. Guests will be able to set sail for two, three, or four night adventures where you'll stay on board the Disney Magic the whole time. There'll be no docking, getting off at the ports, which makes sense, like you would normally do uh, on a cruise. All guests will be able to start booking their cruises on April 19th. But if you are a Disney Cruise Line Castaway Club member, you can book your cruise a little sooner. Platinum members can begin booking their cruise by phone on April 14th. Gold members can begin booking on April 15th and silver members can begin booking on April 16th. So what kind of prep do you think they have to do before they get on the boat? Isn't that kind of weird? Like, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, we figured this was coming. Uh, it's just that the whole staycation thing I had been hearing, you know, we'd heard, we'd heard about this. I think we were talking about it even last week where it seems like, you know, if once the cruises start up, they're probably not going to be getting off the boats, which at least honestly for me, on the cruise I've been, I kind of like staying on the boat. So yeah, I can see that. There's yeah. a lot of things you don't, you don't get to do everything all the time. If it's a regular cruise, I guess I kind of can see, you know, getting off at different right. sections, you know, like when people go in Mexico and, you know, yeah. stuff like that. But yeah. yeah, when you're on a Disney cruise and it's all encompassed, it's kind of a different yeah. animal. Yeah, exactly. So I'm told, Joey. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, there's pizza. 20- a lot of pizza. 
pizza. Yeah, pizza. Absolutely. You don't want to get seven. up on a port and eat something and be too full for 2 a.m. pizza. I'm telling you, man. Literally. <laughs> I'm there. I'm all about it. Oh, yeah. I would literally get up and go specifically for that. I, I can see setting an alarm. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I still don't know what the public is going to be like. Are they going to be scared to go on cruises once they start opening? Or are they going to be clamoring and just wanting to get on a cruise once they start going? I think you'll probably have groups of both. Yeah. Some, some people that are going to be like, hell yeah, I can't wait to go because we've been cooped up for so long and you can't really do much. And then you're going to have others that are like, hell no, I'm not getting on a tin can with, <laughs> this, with this virus floating around. So you'll get both ends of the spectrum. So it depend on like what, what they're doing before they get on this. Is everyone like tested or? Well, right. And that, what's going and I, know on? This, I would imagine you at least have to have proof of test of, of a negative test. I wouldn't be surprised too, if they have situations where they say you need to have already been vaccinated. I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. Next, we got the Disneyland Resort. They finally announced an opening date for the new Avengers campus at Disney California. I am so jealous. Yes. <laughs> that I wish they had this here. I know why they won't, but the new land, it'll officially be opening on June 4th. Man, I, I've seen what they have there. It's really, it's really awesome, especially being a huge Marvel fan. It's just a really neat land. I don't even know if you want to call it a full size land or partial. It's really cool how they have it. It's not huge, but it's really neat. But yeah, I'm very jealous that it's not here. Yeah. And it, it, the worst part is, is I don't think you can go to, we can't go to Disneyland if we're not Californians no. yet for who yeah. knows how long. It makes even... sense. In the beginning here, you had to be, you had to be a Florida resident. So I, I can't, I can see why they would do that. No, I'm not arguing it. I completely yeah. get it. I just want to know when I can finally go and experience this, you know? Yeah. So. Did you see um, the Spider-Man? It's kind of like a droid version. Yes. Customize it. And that's, um, they got that. Apparently they made a real one, but apparently that's part of one of the rides. And I think it's where you're, you're wearing the web shooters in the virtual space and you're doing it. And I guess that's like the evil spider. And apparently I guess you can get this thing. So yeah, that thing looks really cool. Yeah. They're like uh, light up eyes. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's another one. So, you know, that type of stuff. I'm like, man, is it going to be coming to Orlando? I mean, I would imagine at some point you'd be able to get one. But I hope so. I don't know. But man, yeah, that's I really wish we were getting an Avengers campus. <laughs> So like we're and it's funny, too, because we're getting so much stuff here in Orlando. And I'm just like, I wish this was coming here. Yeah. So I guess we're just spoiled. Yeah, it looks so much. I'm not obviously everyone knows a huge Marvel guy, but I really think it looks cool. Me too. That's that's when you know it's cool when people like us aren't Oh yeah, no, if Dan likes it, it's gotta look cool. Like, it, well, <laughs> right. Then you know it's cool. Yeah. Then I was telling Gene the other day, I'm trying. I, I'm not I just didn't really grow up in that side in that world, really. I'm more into like I like like the Spider-Man and Batman. Like mm-hmm. I'm into those characters Me and too. I love that new Spider-Man that had come out but i just i don't know i was never into that i was never really into the comic side so it's a different world for sure and i i feel like you know how sometimes when you grow up at something even if it's kind of cheesy at times it's in it you're you're in it it's in you and so Mm -hmm. then you appreciate it differently not to say that this is cheesy this campus but it's like star wars how many hardcore star wars fans were there including myself but now looking back there's a lot of cheesiness to it but you don't feel that way so much because it was part of you. It was part of your childhood. Right. And, and well, yeah, Star so, Wars has advanced, you know, mm-hmm. so 
I think for someone like me, it's kind of tough with Marvel because I'm coming from, you know, that world and not being in it. So I told Gene, I'm determined to not force myself to like it necessarily, but to definitely watch the movies and pick out the the parts of it that I like Mm -hmm. anyway. I'm sure there's definitely, I think if you, there's a lot of it that if you gave more of a chance to, you would fall in love with it, Dan. Just knowing you and knowing Marvel. I feel there's a lot I will, but I don't think I will be able to buy into everything. Right. And there's a lot there. Yeah. Yeah. It is pretty overwhelming almost as an outsider coming in. It's right. crazy. It's almost yeah. like Disney Plus is so overwhelming with all their content. It's and kind of that way with Marvel. That. No, we've talked about that. It's just out of control. <laughs> especially yeah. not being part of Disney for so long. You know, it's not, you're just like, boom, here it is. Right. Have fun. I know. You're right. It's got to be, it's got to feel almost, <laughs> almost uh, overwhelming. There's just so much. Yeah. Well, so let me ask you this. If for people who are hey. into Marvel, <laughs> asking for a friend <laughs> and they want to start being into Marvel, where does one start? Where would you advise someone to start? Like Simple. they know nothing. Maybe they've seen WandaVision and that's all, but they were totally confused by the whole thing. Uh, I would start Captain America, the first Avenger. The first Avenger. It literally starts like that's like ground zero, number one, first one, which is why I said the first Avenger. Like he's it starts with him and how the super soldiers made and all that other stuff. But Unless I, that's something else. I well, here's my problem with that. Not that it's a problem, but I I I found that to be because it was so much backstory they needed to do for that film. I found that actually to be a relatively boring film at the time. I love the Captain America, the other, the other Captain Americas. To me, that was a boring oh, yeah, movie. Yeah, Winter Soldier and, and the Civil War was just amazing. I, I feel like the first Captain America to me might have been one of the, and I know it was well done. I'm not knocking it, but it's it gets boring at times for me because I thought the backstory, I I would love, I think go back and watch them chronologically in that way is, is the best thing. I did that last year when the pandemic, when the shutdown first happened, we binge watched right. and we did it that way. We did it the chronological. So we rewatched a lot of them and I would personally start, though, I think with I, I would go straight to, to Iron Man. I think I feel like Iron oh, Man. Oh, you is- know what? You know, I didn't even. Yeah, I guess that's true. I didn't even think really, uh, you know, because the thing is, I'm thinking starting from from ground zero. But yeah, the very first Iron Man. That was a great movie all around. Be, yeah, yeah, that might is. be a good one. That might be a good one to start with. And it, it might get you kind of sucked in a bit more because it's not yeah. quite as slow paced as the first Captain America, mm-hmm. although it's got some stuff in it. But, you and know, good humor. Oh, yeah. yeah. And obviously, Robert Downey's outstanding. Yeah, he's but tremendous. that's what I did. Like, I've seen those and a sprinkle mm-hmm. of others. But I did what Gene did because online, you know, there's tons of lists. They'll give Give you mm-hmm. as to how mm-hmm. it goes in order, even though they weren't made in order. Like the movies, Star Wars? yes, like a, yeah, 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 exactly. And you could you okay. could take a look at that stuff, but yeah, I, I mean, it's a because I think the very first Iron Man was a fun movie anyway. Yeah, so. yeah. it was a it was I dare I say a perfect movie. It really was. I, really? Well, I loved it. I Comedy, loved it. Uh, action. Yeah. It was just a great script. The 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 roles, everyone the role, everyone oh. everyone's roles that were great. Showing you everything from Stark and how he made the first you know first suit, kinda I guess you know and all that stuff. Yep. So you yeah. gotta. Shows you everything with that. You would probably like that. Yeah, I think I would. I'm going to start with that. Yeah, I, I start with that, but then also too. Once you get a couple under your belt and you're hooked into Marvel, then do what we said before. Watch them chronologically because I feel like that's always a cool way to go about doing it. She's just going to be doing that. There's just so many. You got to do it. She's not going to be hooked. You don't think I'm going to be hooked? You're not going to be hooked and you don't have enough time to watch any movies as it is. I really liked WandaVision and I think that I would highly enjoy Iron Man. See, that's an example of what I was talking about, like WandaVision having that Stark Industries in there. And it's like, I wouldn't have seen Iron Man and I'm sure I missed a million of things like that. Mm -hmm. And and I just think it's too bad I don't 
don't know more because right. I love that kind of yeah. thing. So I mean, that movie, the whole movie arc with Marvel is just massive. I mean, yeah. the amount of the amount of films Great. that it, there is a ton of, I guess, backstory, Easter eggs, and all kinds of stuff. And yeah. all of and the crazy thing is they all cross. Yeah, because they're all yeah, they, they, they all have some type of tie to each other. Yeah, you know, another good one wild. too. And I know I'm not I'm not really breaking any news. Is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? I thought it was also great. The first love one, especially. Guardians. yeah, because it's love got Guardians. it's got a lot of good humor in it too. It's got oh, a Guardians you know, is great. I can't wait for the next. The one. music is awesome. That's a great soundtrack. Mm-hmm. That's another one. That's a that's another fun one. Yeah, that's exactly. What it, that's great. That's a great. It's a yeah. fun movie. Definitely check. There's uh, there's plenty, and I'm sure Dan can help you. Kind of point at least in the few and and just at least start off. Yeah, that's just it. It's it's so vast that you don't. Someone that has never seen them before. My gosh, where do you start? It's I mean, overwhelming. It is. is bad. It is being a okay. I'm gonna educate myself in Marvel. Oh my gosh, it, it's crazy. But I do yeah. like the look of it, and I love the I love the look of the universe. I'm I into think, it, man. Yeah, Marvel. Well, I think uh, someone like me and Steph. You also kind of have to be okay with not liking everything. Yeah, you know, it's yep. okay to check stuff out and not. Of course, hundred percent Marvel. Yeah, you're not gonna like everything. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. She loves him. Well, who's who that? Doesn't Hugh Jackman? Never heard of him. That's going into my next Disney news. Yeah. <gasps> Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. So, well, at least speaking of maybe Hugh Jackman, I don't know. There are rumors that Wolverine may be coming to Disney Plus. Now, nothing's been confirmed yet, but there are reports that the new Wolverine series is already in development. So it's believed that the show would likely be an anthology with each season focusing on a story from different periods in Wolverine's life or long life. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that. If the rumor gets confirmed, have you heard um, anything about that? I haven't heard anything about as far as like what it could be. And obviously I'm not thinking Hugh Jackman would be a part of that yeah. just because he's older now. I'm not really yeah. sure. I mean, he was great. He was great for, you know, as, as the character itself, but yeah, I don't know, but I haven't heard much about it. So I don't know if this would be like, if I would believe this would be a thing, but I tell you what, it probably would, at least I would, if I was betting on it, I would think so. I mean, Wolverine is very popular and the way they're spitting out these series right now and the way they're, yeah. it would make sense. He's would be a monster. Yeah. I mean, he's a huge, you know, popular X-Men. So that's a step. That's a whole nother thing. The X-Men oh, movie. Oh, See, and, and that's, I was, never in, I, I feel like they should redo the X-Men altogether. I now. think they're going to. Am I because they've, I, they've, been, they've done them and done them and done them. I don't know. Yeah, I just think that they could do them now and do them better than they did in the first place. I wasn't a big fan of them originally. I just I just wasn't. Although, you know, I, I told you it was a great movie is that last Wolverine movie, Logan. Yeah. That one to me was the best one out of them all. I thought yeah, it was, was really great. They did they did a bunch of them. But yeah, that one was pretty That one was pretty good. Yeah, so we'll, as we'll as see as that happen. So I'm passing it off now. Passing the torch to me. And we're going to talk about something really exciting. One of my Ooh. favorite things all year. The script's a national spelling bee. <laughs> <laughs> well, finally, the Scripps National Spelling Bee will be hosting this year's finals at the ESPN Worldwide of Sports Complex, which makes sense to me. Spelling bees in sports, I mean, it's a no brainer, right? So there'll be 10 to 12 finalists that will travel to Disney World to compete in person on July 8th, 2021. And the finals will be broadcast live on ESPN2. You ever watch one of you going to compete? I have actually. I mean, that's because you will be down there. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm debating. I'm definitely sending in my uh, resume. Your like, beta tape e- demo that you e- made. Oh, yeah. Gene, your Audition. word is Fonseca. <laughs> yeah. Let me, tell you it out. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm a tremendous speller. <laughs> tremendous. Well, and next we have 
A new attraction will be opening at World Disney Studios Park in Disneyland Paris. The new ride is called Cars Road Trip, and it will take guests on an exciting journey with the characters from Cars. Disney Imagineers rethemed Studio Tram Tour with the Cars-themed attraction, but Catastrophe Canyon will still remain at the park. So that's pretty cool. You know, I think, I don't feel like Disney really reps the Cars as well as they should. I mean, I know they have them on the West Coast. I feel like they should do something a little bit with it, you know, give me a little something in um in Florida. Why not, right? I mean, they don't, they get yeah. no love in Florida, really. I, I mean, see, you see a little bit over it, like Art of Animation, the little section they have yeah. with the rooms. But yeah, it would be nice to see some, something in the parks. Although Hollywood Studios, you got the Lightning McQueen, um, you know, the animatronic. Uh, I forgot what the show's called. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's true. That is they true. They just did that. They just did that one. That one's actually that one's pretty cool. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. But that's the only thing they have there. So anyway, yeah. I now pass the torch to my good friend Stephanie. What do we got in the new? stuff i have the king arthur carousel which Ooh. was i know which was an opening day attraction at disneyland has been undergoing refurbishment since before the pandemic closure it will reopen along with the park on april 30th according to disney each of the 68 horses on the carousel was repainted by hand and the canopy has been rebuilt and repainted to match its old color scheme of parchment white and purple hello this I love the detail I mean, in that because the carousel really gets overlooked a lot, and it was the original inspiration. Mm-hmm. Disney has announced that Moana is coming back to Disney's Alani Resort and Spa in Hawaii. Moana, <laughs> Hawaii. I, that's how you gotta say it. <laughs> you gotta say it right, Dan. Hawaii. <laughs> Moana of Montanui will meet and greet guests around the resort, so guests should keep an eye out. Mm. I love that. I do too. She's I love the character. I love the characters at resorts. Me too. And I, I love that movie. Expand on that. I, I do too. But I did. I'm not going to lie. When they were talking about adding Moana to the Polynesian, I was a little nervous. Right. Over Moana. Like I'm cool with adding it a little bit. Yeah. Oh, us Leave, too. Polynesian is too, too much of a classic of a classic yeah. place that's been there for too long. If they were building another resort that had a Polynesian theme, then yeah, go ahead and do it if you want to it. But yep. you can't take an old resort and then totally retheme it. I'm glad they just did subtle touches the way they did. Yeah. Yes. Us too. We were very nervous. But Alani's not that new, so I mean, not that old. So, like, go for it. Yeah, exactly. there's not the nostalgia, obviously, no. to deal They're with. Not. Yeah, especially being part of the core resort. Right, mm-hmm. and we'll probably never go there, so we don't care. <laughs> never <laughs> know. <laughs> Just there you go. All right, all right. What else we got? Well, Stephanie, hmm. as you know, I showed this to Stephanie today. This is just a little side note that I, I forgot to jot down. What? Today, I have seen the new, as well as Stephanie, poster for the new Snow White in Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason this is a big deal is because Stephanie is really, really concerned about the changes, obviously. But the good news, I feel, is this poster is very retro mind train-esque looking Mm -hmm. so i feel that this is a good sign that the new changes are respectful of the old ride at least the the movie part of it so i think that's that's all i have on that but i was pleasantly surprised by that and had to show her right away before she went to work just as a pick-me-up because He's very concerned. Yeah. And it looked all like wood carvey. Yeah. Like the, the Snow White name and the Disneyland name below are kind of that old, like wood looking. Mm-hmm. It's cool. And it's it it's good. the scene where 
dopeys on top of the shoulders dancing. Oh, yeah. But the artwork itself is the older looking mm-hmm. artwork. It didn't current design it, which yeah. I know you were worried about. Yeah. So we approve. <laughs> yeah, it looks cool. So I fine. hope I hope that falls in line with everything else. Next I know up, you guys are worried about that. Oh, I know. Stephanie was yeah. And yeah. Stephanie, I did hear yeah. there was a little chat that I was in about the evil queen. Yeah, what about it? Someone said this. Now, I didn't confirm this, that they did say it's she's still there <gasps> in the window, as you know. See? Well, outside the attraction, that's, that's great news. Obviously, this is like uh, Wolverine. It's not confirmed, but whoever it was sounded pretty confident that that was yes. true. So there you go. Yeah. However, Stephanie, yeah. there is a new addition to the Kilimanjaro family at Disney's Animal Kingdom. A female baby mandrill named Ivy was born on April 10th to a first-time mother named Hazel. Oh. You can spot them now at Kilimanjaro Safari. Do you know what mandrills are? No. Oh, they're they're really they're monkeys. I'll tell you what. It, it takes me back this story to one of our first episodes. We actually reported another mandrill being born back in the fall. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of cool because it makes me think of when we first started the show, man. Like back in, was one of our first episodes. We did a new story of of a, back of when a we mandrill. Were, we were small time, you know. Yeah. 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 They tend to I have the white kind of long nose with the red. Oh yeah. Tip, you mm-hmm. know. And the red butts. Yeah. Well, do they have red butts? Yeah. Look. Yeah. I like those little guys. You'll. Oh. You'll see them on the um, on the on Kilimanjaro Safari. You know what we need to see them on is they need to bring the Animal Kingdom yeah, show are. back. Oh. Yes, they do. Yeah. You yeah, hear that, everybody at Disney who's in control? We need that show back. You made me want to go to Animal Kingdom off that show. Oh yeah, not kidding. Animal no, no, I remember you saying that. A two-hour park, not even a half day. Anyway, next (laughs) up, next up, Stephanie and everyone else for that matter. Pin Traders slash Camera Center in Epcot will be closing for a few weeks. Disney World's website says that the store will be closed from April 19th through May 6th. No reason was given for the closure, but the store is not on Disney World's list of refurbishments. Mm. Now, I did see something on pin trading, though, that I want to talk about. Okay. Pin trading is definitely back, which you would think it wouldn't be, right? I would think. Right. I would think not. Now is you walk up and they have little boxes for your trade drop-off that you plop in. And then you tell the cast member which one on the board you want. So every day they clean these trade-ins and they clean every pin that goes on the board and you're not actually touching them. And that was such great news to bring back pin trading. Mm -hmm. However, there's a gripe. As you know, if you pin trade, the biggest problem that has developed is all the crappy, well, not even crappy sometimes, but very little cheap pins from China that you can get in bulk on eBay. And people are trading these pins Mm -hmm. when it was an actual something developed to actually trade Disney licensed yeah. pins mm-hmm. that are like 20 bucks, 15, 10. So you're not, it, that's what the boards are filled with. So I feel there should be two boards because <laughs> one board is going to be at a minimum. It's going to be small because you hardly ever pin trade and get these really nice pins. It's, it's a rarity. So yeah. I feel like they should start too. that. If you're willing to trade in one of your actual Disney bought in like Licensed in the park merchandise that you can actually trade it if you want 
for this other separate board that has the only these pins on it. That's a good idea. Cast members would easily know this. And if you want to trade the other ones, which is great for like kids and stuff. And to be honest, that's what I did when I first started because I I didn't understand it. Now I have got some really good pins out of this thing, but Mm -hmm. the last time that we went, it was, it's just flooded with these. So I'm kind of surprised that they haven't done something to bring back the integrity, at least to a degree of pin trading. Yeah, that is, I agree. I mean, there's some major pin trading people and I think Mm -hmm. it's a great way to bring people into pins. And this is a good example. Also going back to the sorcerer's card game of something that's not really discussed enough Mm-hmm. to kind of inform especially parents how this works it's right. just something you got to kind of look up yourself and kind of fall into and i feel they also could make it more inviting because you're super nervous when you start that and you don't know what you're doing you don't want to go up there and yeah. a lot of times you can ask cast members you know for their pins they're wearing mm-hmm. yes and no one knows that and i just feel it they should invite you to do it like if you're looking at, their it pins, at least you're obviously interested mm-hmm. so help the person along a little bit you know the one that are experienced and the ones that are not. Maybe give it a little promotion or something. Yeah, I feel this is especially now with some things you know very limited and now this being coming back we need to put <laughs> i'm getting a little too serious but i really feel we need to get some attention to this otherwise i think it's going to go away because it's oh, it's not going to so. mean what i don't it i don't think so either i think the pins are a big business man i mean I this just, this whole youtube channel is based on these pins whole yeah. you know that pins instagram pages that have like pin trading I, i'm saying oh, oh okay People are getting so discouraged that they just kind of don't like me i don't even want to do it anymore because there's never anything good you know and you don't yeah, want to give away your they've been flooded with the cheapies yeah so i'm just i'm just saying that i think there could be you know something done to bring this back into something that people really love and it's a cool thing it's cool and it's free and it's so to a degree you're trading yeah. pins, but well i think somebody if they want to trade a ten dollar fifteen dollar twenty whatever it is they should be able to get a decent pin if they want to trade it mm-hmm. yeah i'll so, agree that's all i'm yeah. saying now, what i've never noticed is are the cast members wearing disney licensed only pins i want no i mean they're licensed but through china so it's not like you see know, I, I would think that if you're if you're a Disney employee or cast member, you would have to have the real deal ones. It would be almost like you have to. Yeah. Like, like, well, I just, I think so too, but I feel like it's just kind of slack, you know, I would say normally it is, but what are you going to do then? Now you have these great pins. People are just going to trade the crappy ones for these good ones. Can can they tell people no? Are they allowed to say, no, I'm not trading this one. I don't think so. I've never heard them ever say no. So I could come up to them with a thumbtack with a little smiley face on and be like, you want to trade my pin for that one? And they would, they have to. Because yeah. because these pins that you do get from eBay and stuff, a lot of times they will say Disney. All right, enough about my rant on pins. It was very yes. long-winded, but necessary. Exactly. Wow, we agreed. There we go. All right. A touchy subject with many, but Disney has made changes to the Disney look guidelines for cast members by removing all references to gender. All cast members will now have the same options when it comes to makeup, jewelry, nail polish, and hair length. Disney is also allowing cast members to have visible tattoos as long as they are not offensive and not on the face, neck, or head. Josh tomorrow, Disney Parks Experiences and Products Chairman said, We want our guests to see their own backgrounds and traditions reflected in the stories, experiences, and products they encounter in their interactions with Disney. And we want our cast members and 
and future cast members to feel a sense of belonging at work. So First of all, big, big change. Yes. Yeah, huge, huge change. However, I will say that more details were released later that, you know, this is kind of one of those things that, you know, people jump on immediately. Oh, yeah. Either one way or the other, you know, the mm-hmm. other. And that's it's controversial. Hardcore. However, there are major restrictions still in place regardless of this. It's just it's opening it up a little more. Now, I feel that we're we're really walking on touchy territory here because, as you will hear later in the podcast, one time Mark Davis. Imagineer was talking to Walt about the Haunted Mansion and it's when they were in development and it hadn't gotten, you know, totally developed yet, but the building was there. And his big thing with Walt was how do we have this haunted house mansion not look grungy and, and haunted? And Walt said, no, I don't agree with that. You can do whatever you want inside the attraction and the look of inside, but I want everything pristine. So I'm not saying that these rules necessarily are all wrong. I'm just saying i feel that when we go to disney it's an experience it's an immersive world and there's a cleanliness and a look especially like on main street like that has to be upheld i feel so i know know exactly what you're saying i i think there's things to be done within this but you got to be really careful and you got to be careful how far you go with staying true to what walt kind of designed and just the experience that disney does with everything you know Mm -hmm. right so I'm I'm on the fence with it, depending on what it might mean. That's what I was gonna say. I'm I'm kind of on the fence only because not that I'm against people being able to wear and stuff. I I get it, but I'd have to see first what we're talking about. Yeah, it's, and like, and I've after seeing the other things added, you know, after people were freaking out, there's a lot of restrictions with like right. hair length and like if hair goes to the collar, it's got to be tied back. Like there are still a lot of those in here. It makes it seem like it's just a free for all. Yeah, that, I was about but, to say, it's not just because they're saying this doesn't mean like all of a sudden you're going to have a guy with long hair, well, but not wash his hair for three months. And it, you you're know, not going to have a, a one paragraph thing that's going to really describe everything that goes that entails that, you know, that's yeah, not right. to base that off that we're not going to know. But mm-hmm. like Dan said, I know there was more details that came out after. And again, I would have to I got to see it in order to really understand mm-hmm. whether I would like it or not, because like Dan said, it's true, especially like on Main Street, there's a certain look that Disney has. It has nothing to do with I care if people have tattoos or how they have their hair. I could care less about any of that stuff. Right. But when you do go to Disney, you have an expectation of what you normally would see, I guess. And I don't know if it would ruin that for me. You know yeah, because I mean, look at why do you think all the cast members at different locations have different outfits? Oh, no, no, absolutely. The end of the look, they're, playing, they're a cast member. That's, you know, so why is this any different? I mean, there's a reason why it right. was so strict. And I know some things seem probably too strict and I never worked there. So I don't, you know, it goes down to the fingernail polish and all kinds of stuff, but it does make a difference. And the reason it does is you don't notice it. Mm-hmm. You don't right. take notice it, of it necessarily, but you experience it. And you're well, like, why is this so different? Why is this so great? And you do what you have an expectation of, I guess, what a cast member is. Uh, n- not always yeah. what they look like, but you just get that yeah. general, they have a general look to them, even if they have different outfits and then they act a certain way. You know, yeah. there's a certain way things that you expect when you're there because you are going there for the experience. And that is part of the experience, especially the cast members is a, is a big part of that. So if we get used to not get used to, we're used to the, what we see, I, you know, and again, I, I have to see how far it goes before I would make a judgment of whether I would like it or not, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's one of those things that, yeah, I think we all have to kind of see what, because I'll be honest, if a guy has nail polish on that's serving me popcorn in Main Street, I don't personally, I don't care. Well, no, I don't. Yeah, but to each his right. own. I'm not, you know, that 
I'm like, I can only speak for myself. I mean, I had nail polish on when I went last time, but that doesn't mean I would really want my cast member to because, uh, you know, there's a yeah, certain look. I mean, there's... See, for me, yeah, for me, like, it wouldn't matter to me. I wouldn't, it wouldn't, I wouldn't even, it would be something I wouldn't even notice, to be honest with you. It wouldn't matter to me. To me. I mean, I can't, you know, everyone else each his own. To me, I, if it's not a big enough of a thing for me to care about, to, for, to, for it to ruin the experience for me. If they have I don't see, that's on. the thing. I think I agree with you where I don't, I don't think it would, but that's why I said I'm going to reserve judgment until I actually see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe it will. Maybe it does. I see it and be like, man, I don't like this. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I don't I, think so. I can, see, I, I can see that. I agree. Like, yeah, I might get there and be like, wow, something's just off. Now, here's the thing. If the experience is the same in the way that customer service is handled. Well, agreed. I don't that's think. That's why I, I don't think it would bother me because I feel like their customer service yeah. is so key. It has nothing to do with their hands. It has nothing to do with if his hair go, if a guy, if a man's hair goes a little bit past his collar. Oh, yeah. I don't care about that. I, th- that's the kind of stuff I'm saying. So, like, I don't think to me it would bother me. I feel like as long as everything else, the way the way the experience is in the sense of how they handle their customer service and how they speak to me, I think that's what would be more important to me. Right. Um, but again, I don't, I wouldn't know until I'm there and I, and I witness it. I don't, I just, I just knowing me, I, I don't see it being that, that much of a big deal to me. If they did, cre- even with them having the um, strict policies, they're not the only company to have certain policies like this. You know, they're, right. they're not the only company. So I don't oh, blame them. I'm not, I'm not, I don't think that they were doing anything wrong by it. I think they're just trying to be more inclusive. And I, and I get that. And, and I can respect that. Not to bring it to sports, but look at the Yankees. Yankees, you can't have long hair. You can't have facial hair. They're like the only, right. they're like the only franchise in all of sports that has this strict tradition. And if you look at Johnny Damon, Johnny Damon looked like a caveman, came over from the Red Sox and had to cut the hair, had to shave the beard. It, it's just part of it. So if they can do that in sports with a team like the Yankees, they can do it anywhere, really, you know? So I have no problem with the way Disney did do it, but I also have no problem that they're going to lessen restrictions on it as well. Um, at least until I see it. Yeah, they might. you might get there and you might see some stuff that's way out of the field. And, you know, I, I don't want to see stuff dirty and grimy and 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 stuff like that. So as long as, as everything's well-maintained and well-groomed, I don't care what the, the hair is and I don't care what the fingernails are. And, you know, those nose studs have become so commonplace now. It's as commonplace as a regular earring nowadays. That wouldn't necessarily even bother me so yeah i mean um, i i don't think it's as bad as a lot of people were worried about because they were worried about that how how far is it going to go is it just going right. to floodgates but I, there is a lot of restrictions i saw yesterday that really put me at ease that they're going to be able to allow people to be who they are but there are going to still be the disney restrictions on there and you definitely right. choose to either work there or you don't but they're going to be a little more flexible than they used to be and that's the key is the flexibility that's yeah. that's I exactly there's it nothing wrong. there's nothing wrong with that yeah and i think they put enough restrictions in there that kind of covers them from it going too far and being unsure and making judgments judgment calls and because that's always a problem obviously right because you can't be making that by case by case basis because you have a million people working there so i i feel better about it uh, on both sides i think it's have you ever seen that guy that has all the tattoos on his face to look like the lizard man and even has his tongue to look oh yeah i don't know if, if anybody can confirm this but i heard he just got hired to work at the confectionery how do you feel about that stuff <laughs> of course. Okay. Shout out to the lizard man. Shout out he is. to the lizard man. Wherever he is. Dude. All right. Okay. Now wait a minute. Now coming from someone who is you not got a couple even hours, guys. Close to being <laughs> buckle in. Quote on the fence. No, I'll make this very short. <laughs> 
Oh, I will. What has set Disney apart from other theme parks is their standards. Do you hear my voice shaking? I'm almost going to start crying over. I'm so <laughs> passionate about this subject. You're, and you're right. Apart is their standards. Disney is a show. Other theme parks don't have it right. They're not a show. They're theme parks. They're fun. They're great. Yay. Disney is a show and it does not fit the look of the show. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you something. I'm surprised that that's Steph's take because Steph is a bit of a wild child. So I thought Steph was be like, hey, the more fat face tattoos, the better. I thought you were going to all in on it. Now, I've auditioned for Disney several times. Long sleeves. I've worn wigs because in my other life, you know what? You know, I'm, I had a little bit of an alternative edge, but I tried to look the part of the show. And you still, you still do. It's not like you're, you know, this stuffy librarian or some. No offense. No, I'm not talking about me. I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, you do come from that background as well. So you can appreciate rock and roll and the fashion and, and that yeah. whole side. So it's not like you're super restrictive yeah. in everyday life all the time. And let's say these cast members are. Maybe they're, you know, maybe they sing in punk rock bands when they get off work. I don't know. But this is the show. You are playing a part. You do right. that on your own time. I will say that, I, well, I worked for Sesame Street Live. I was in the shows. <laughs> and I would say I am very good friends with Elmo and because it's their image. They don't want people knowing what performers are. It ruins the show. I could say this then is I can completely respect your opinion on that, even if I don't agree with it, because I don't necessarily agree with it to an extent, but I can really respect it because you were someone that, that like I said, you are you, you like punk rock and you like all that kind of stuff, but you also know that when you were, when you did work at these other places that, or when you try to work at Disney, you said, this is, this is a show that I need to play the part for. So I can actually really respect you, even though, again, I don't necessarily agree with your opinion, but I completely respect it because you are, uh, you are someone that, that does love an alternative lifestyle as far as loving the, the you know, the, the hair coloring and, and, and I love it. I think it's, uh, that's one of the things I love about Stephanie is, is your yeah. punk rockish kind of vibe. It is but cool. you also do that. Hey, when, but I work for Sesame Street, so I I can't put that out there because this is what I do, and this is if I want to do these things, it's like and it's like I said before. Hey, listen, if I want to play center field for the Yankees, I got to shave my beard and I got to cut my hair, like and and it's just part of it. Like it might not necessarily be fair, but it it's it's the course of of doing business with that company. That's and if right. you really if you really want to be a cast member, then yeah, then maybe you can't. And again, for me to say that isn't fair because I don't I've never been a cast member. I don't probably will never be a cast member. But you as someone that that like I said has no problem with all those other things. But when you're doing Sesame Street or Disney, like like you've done in the past, you said, but I got to be this role. I got to play this part. And that's, I can respect that. Well, they're called cast members. You're playing a part. Exactly. You got to, you, you are playing the part. Unless you are working rock and roller coaster, it doesn't fit the look of the show. So <laughs> that's all. And, and I'm not saying they can't be their own people. Of course not. But right. Well, no, it's not that. It's just some, some companies job. want their employees to have a certain image. Uh, I just, yeah. it just, that's just the way it is. I'm not saying it's for everybody. Okay, so let's get into the Disney TV and Movie Minute, which is brought to us by JSA Creations. Hey guys, what do JSA Creations do? We make all your ears come true. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. All right, so for this week's Disney TV and Movie Minute, this is going to be uh, coming up this Friday, April 23rd. Uh, the first up, we got the next episode of Falcon Winter Soldier, which will be episode six. Love this series. There's only a couple of... Uh, episodes left which is unfortunate because these it's like you want more and you're only getting like seven episodes six episodes eight episodes it's drives me crazy but um yeah if you haven't seen it i don't know if you guys are all caught up to where they're at i am oh man 
This last one was something. I'm not going to spoil it, but uh, yeah, yeah. It, it takes a turn. It takes a turn big time. You're like, what? Yeah. But there's a parts of it that I you could I think if you kind of did a little bit of backstory oh. digging up, you knew it was coming. Yeah. But I didn't think it was going to come this quick. I kind of thought it was going to be a slow well, reveal. Right. But the thing is, is since you've only got a handful of episodes for the season, they're going to have or this, you know, this this first season here. They got to have something happen. True. You, know I mean, what that, you know what? That always hints at is a cliffhanger. The and I won't say what the scene is, but that last visual on episode at the end of episode four. Yeah. Was like it was. And it also sets it sets some things in motion. Yeah, when it comes to Zemo and everybody else, and I know Dan has no idea what the hell we're talking about, but I'm just saying I'm gonna get there. Just I know how to catch up on some other stuff. I know, but this has to fall in line with like Winter Soldier, Civil War, things like that. So yeah, it's but yeah, there's this is for our audience. If you haven't seen it, there's not that many episodes, but definitely watch it. Dan's got to finish with his with uh, peanut pickle and peanut first. And that's, oh that's my gosh. Oh. <laughs> Awful, awful show. Yeah. All right. Carry on, Joey. All right. So next up, we've got Disney's Live and Maddie seasons one through four. And this is about Maddie's life that turns chaotic when her twin sister, Liv, a superstar, returns to high school. Matters get worse as their parents work for the same school. I haven't seen this. Yeah, it's it's one of those... It's one of those Disney Channel shows that was on when like my kids were a little bit younger, and um, okay. it's it's the same girl playing the same. I think it's Dove, Dove Cameron, I believe, is the is the actress. She oh, plays Dove Cameron, yeah, yeah. She plays both the superstar sister that comes back from like she's like a movie star, right. and then she also plays the other sister who's like smart, plays basketball. You could tell all the hijinks that would ensue on that show just from right. that description. There you go. And next up, we've got Big Shot. This is episode two. This is the series that stars uh, Stamos as a coach. Yeah, I don't know. But maybe because there's Stamos is uh, in it, I, I'm gonna have to. I like well, Stamos. Yeah. I like Stamos too. I think we we all, we all agreed last week. Stamos is the man. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So he's a handsome dude, isn't he? It's not Stamos. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna. I have two here. Well, I have three things I want to talk about. Going off script again. <laughs> I am. First, we're just gonna go to the Mighty Ducks. We got Game Changers episode five. I'm gonna read the synopsis just in case anyone out there doesn't know about it and thinks it's the same old song and dance. The Mighty Ducks have evolved from scratch underdogs to an ultra competitive powerhouse youth hockey team after 12 year old evan morrow is unceremoniously cut from the ducks he and his mom alex set out to build their own team of misfits to challenge the cutthroat win it all costs culture of youth sports today i love this show i told gene the other day i love that little guy nick on the show the the humor is really funny yeah as humor should that's be that's the uh, best friend right on, the, on it yeah it's really a good show mm-hmm. i love it pleasantly surprised yeah now a big one for me i did complete watching the secrets of sulfur spring season oh there you go oh boy okay. so let me ask you this because i know you were concerned about the uh the build-up to the ending yes i was and obviously uh, without without telling people that haven't seen it yeah this is a bit of a spoiler alert but not really so if anyone out there doesn't want to hear this Stop listening for just a second. Okay. The good thing is, is it did keep the mystery all through the show. And like you, Joey, talking about the episodes coming to an end, it was getting too close to the end. And I'm like, what is going on here? Surprising cliffhanger. I did not expect that. I thought they were going to tie up season one because as of now, even though it's been a big hit, there isn't a confirmation on season two and the end of the series does not tie it up. Obviously. So it it would normally, it would seem like they would set it up for another season, which they did, which is great if that actually happens. But right Right. now we don't, we don't have that, but I love this series. Look at Stephanie's making fun of me. No, I'm not. 
good. I think it's really cool. And I, I will say the cliffhanger cool. is pretty good. It's just another okay. curious addition to That'll the show. Be- All right. Well, I know you were concerned. You're like, man, if it's like bombs at the end, I'm going to be mad. Yeah, I didn't I didn't want it like a really feel good, just dumb. Oh, she was there the whole the time. End. <laughs> Yeah, it's but it didn't it didn't do that. So and just a little update I want to mention that we talked about previously. But kick Butowski, that's correct. Kick, there it like is. Kick butt. Kick okay. butt. Yeah, it's this okay. was so good. Really, it's really funny. Um, really, it's like this little evil Knievel kid. Oh. Um, but he's like super young, and he has this older brother that just torments him. But it's. He has a sidekick too. That's really funny, but it's done in the kind of animation style of the new like railway Mickey and Minnie that type of thing. Okay, but it's it's really well done. I I was pleasantly surprised. I'll have to check it out. Maybe I'll show Aiden. See if he yeah, it's it's yeah. Cool. Is it appropriate for someone Aiden's age? Well, I mean, it's huh? Yeah. Well, Stephanie, what action pack show do you have up to talk about? <laughs> well, hold on to your hats, guys, because I've got Disney <laughs> Junior Puppy Dog Pals season three. Oh, three. Yes. Three. So there's more than one season. <laughs> there's very popular show. Puppy brothers Bingo and Raleigh like to be around Bob, their owner, <laughs> and help him do various activities while he is <laughs> so away. Specific. They <laughs> like Bob. <laughs> they like his various activities. What activities? Not various. What do they do while he while he is away though? Well, while he's away, they travel across the neighborhood and complete exciting missions. Wow. Activities and missions. Mm-hmm. This show is just yeah. nuts. I watched a little bit of it. You did? I did. Isn't and, this the two uh, uh the little bulldogs or the little Yeah. The two guys, yeah. Yeah. It's it it was cute. I yeah. I got a chuckle. But did you know what was going on? Because you obviously haven't seen season one and two. <laughs> no. Could you follow? I've only, no, I've only seen, I've seen like episodes here and there, like sporadic. Yeah. Like where and would also you, when Aiden was this Bob guy. Yeah. Where would you tell someone to start if they haven't seen? <laughs> I mean, the, the catalog is fast. So I suggest you can pick right up on season three. Oh. I also have Being the Queen. It chronicles the life of Queen Elizabeth II using never before heard interviews from those who know her best. All right. Well, that brings it to me. And thank God they're short. (laughs) Hey, do you guys like Disney? Hey, guys. Hey. Okay, so we have Disney My Music Story, Tsukima Switch. Disney special about the Japanese band Tsukima Switch. And that's it. Is it like music videos? What, what is it? That's giving too it's much like, away. It's like uh, little <laughs> documentaries. How do you feel about Tsukima Switch? You guys a big fan of the band? No. These guys are big like uh, anime oh. music guys and games. Okay. Uh, like I've them. never heard of them, man. What kind of music? Well, you mean they do? You do like, uh, you mean you're talking about video game music? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Some of those so bands, there's, there's a series of these with Disney Plus. I only know. Different couple, bands. There's a couple of them that do some really cool uh, game theming, like from Zelda, Mario and stuff like that when you hear it yeah the way they do it is pretty cool some people are like hardcore into those mm-hmm. oh yeah gaming artists gene's obviously one of them <laughs> but <laughs> this is a real band right they're not i animated. mean you were wondering what that Tsukima switch sweatshirt was that he has on but oh is that that's what, what it, it is says. yeah yeah big fan no now i can see i it. actually tour the country why they when they tour i travel with them like how people used to do for like the grateful dead what do you do yeah. i do that with Tsukima switch well me and like three other guys we, we go to all the shows 
Oh, oh! Does the band know you guys? Or yeah, we're the only ones in the audience, so it's easy to get all our names. <laughs> Last year, they just sold out the concert at Yakima in Washington. Yeah, um, it right. was me, this guy Perry. I hear you guys make like the little beaded Sukima Switch friendship bracelets. At yes, the help fund your trips. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, and in fact, Dan, your free one is in the mail. I already sent it out. To oh you. sweet! With yeah, the SS intertwined, you know, kind of that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. He just gets alphabet, you know, beads. He it's not a logo. Oh, he just oh, 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 oh. he just started. Yeah. It's oh, real well, it's real like, you know, startup, you know, but we're we're getting there, you know. Hey, you got to start somewhere. I so requested somewhere. a keychain. <laughs> yes. Today Yakima, tomorrow maybe Seattle. We'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, this next um, one is Alley. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this next one is Baby's Day Out. And this is, listen, if you haven't seen this movie, yeah. I don't know what you're doing with your life because it's like Godfather 1, Godfather 2, The Departed, Davies, Baby's Day Out, then Scarface. I like Davies Day Out. Davies Day Out. I like that. Baby's Day Out? Davies? Well, listen, uh, if you babies, if you don't know what this movie is, let me, if you aren't sold yet, let me sell you this movie now. Oh, no question. It's about three bumbling crooks and they pose as photographers oh, to kidnap oh, the oh. son of a millionaire. But the baby turns out to be smarter than them guys, making it difficult for them to hold on to him. You don't hear bumbling oh. crooks enough anymore, right? Oh, I, f- I feel like that's the only really, th- that's the best way to be. What are you going to be when you grow up? <laughs> well, I'm going to be a bumbling crook, of course. <laughs> Not a regular crook. I need to see. Oh yeah, Stephanie's looking what it up. Year this came out. Yeah. Is this old timey or is this new? Um, I believe this is from it's it's a silent film from the silent era. I think it was from like 1913. <laughs> uh, right after Steamboat Willie, this came out. Yeah, I think Charlie Chapman played the baby. This is probably like Boss Baby stuff. It's 94. Yeah. No, 94. Oh. Is this live action or is this animated? Who's in it? Because it sounds god awful. <laughs> I think you sold it great. I'm watching it. I just put it in my queue. <laughs> oh, Laura Flynn Boyle. Oh. Cynthia Nixon. Joe Mantegna. You like him. Oh, Joe Mantegna. The G silent. Yeah. Like in lasagna. Ooh, Matthew Glave. He's in. Um, it's Glave. He's in Rookie. It's it's Matthew Glave, Dan. Glave, whatever. I don't think it's Glave. I think it's Glave. Oh. Glavia. Fred Thompson. Who? Fred Thompson. Who's that? Fred that Dalton the... Thompson. Get oh. it right. Okay. Well, everybody sign up for that one. I don't know about that yeah. one. It's definitely not going to be as good as the C- Sakima Switch project, but you know, no. no. Each his own. I apologize if there's any major Sakima Switch fans out there. I can't believe Fred Thompson was in that. Uh, um, don't apologize Dalton. for us, Dan. Dan, we'll be all right. Don't apologize for us. All right. Well, you know the band, so it's like, how mad can people get? Exactly. I always joined the band. What would you do in the band exactly? Just hang out in the background. I was going to do cowbell, like in uh, the SNL skit. So for this week's Topic Talk, we are going to discuss our favorite Disney Imagineers. The Imagineers, they have such a special place in our hearts, guys. Uh, they're really what such a major part of Disney. They make the parks go. I mean, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't even have the parks. So we wanted to pay them a little bit of homage this week and um, pay out a few of them and just tell you uh, a little bit about what we love about them. So uh, I don't know. Let's start over with... Uh, Let's start off with Dan and Stephanie because I feel like their Imagineers probably would have been probably would have been my favorite too. I will say before we start the Imagineer, I really wish they would start doing.
doing a Disney Plus series where they really focus on specials from the Disney Imagineers because Mm. as Gene said, they're so important and and don't quite get the the respect in a way material-wise that they should because there's so many people that will never know about these guys because they're too young. You know, they kind of miss that and I feel we should pull pull back and and showcase these guys again. Absolutely. That would be a good series. I think it would really open up a lot of things you can discover Mm -hmm. by finding out about these guys. Absolutely. So our favorite, as you can probably imagine already, is is one Mark Frazier Davis. Yay! Mark was an American artist and animator for Walt Disney Animation Studios. Mark was one of Disney's nine old men, the famed core animators of Disney animated films that was known for his knowledge and understanding of visual aesthetics. The nine old men were a group of the core animators that Walt himself named hmm. Nine Old Men. Yeah. Which Ollie, you know, the Frank and Ollie special, Ollie was one of those guys too. After his work on 101 Dalmatians, he moved to Walt Disney Imagineering to work on rides for Disneyland and Walt Disney World before retiring in 1978. Walt Disney had this to say about Davis Mark can do story, he can do character, he can animate, he can design shows for me. All I have to do is tell him what I want and it's there. He's my Renaissance man. An even higher compliment from Walt circled back to Davis over the years. When asked what piece of the studio's animation he fancied most, Walt replied, I guess it would have to be where Cinderella gets her ballroom gown. It was Davis who animated Cinderella's pixie dust transformation, which is a pretty major thing. Yeah. To add to mm-hmm. your resume when Walt himself asks what his favorite thing is and something you did. Mark has been involved in in so many of all of the heart of the attractions and movies that mm-hmm. we love. You know, one thing about Mark that was so far ahead of like a lot of them sometimes that you kind of read about or hear about is he did do everything. He was so involved with the creation of not only like designing characters, designing rides, he was all the way into how dress moved in the animation would have his wife, Alice, you know, model different things and kind of design kind of the Cinderella thing around her. But he was always so much into every part. It wasn't just one thing or another. He was like the Haunted Mansion gag uh, with the stretching room, even though the concept art was developed before him, you know, he would help Walt figure this out. So, it's not only the look but it's also one of our major major points that we love is the humor in the story that mark was so such a pro at mm-hmm. because stuff why don't you tell him what the most significant characters he designed and animated were snow white bambi thumper Br'er rabbit Br'er fox and Br'er Bear. yeah <laughs> <laughs> mr toad oh you like him i do <laughs> Cinderella, the stepsisters, Prince Charming, Alice, Tinkerbell, Aurora, Maleficent, and Cruella DeVille. That's a lot of classic characters. That is a prolific. Yeah, and he also, I mean, had a lot of little things in all so many different movies as well. But those are like a lot of the core ones. But what about what about the rides? Well, (laughs) hey, hey, who did rides? Jungle Cruise, Enchanted Tiki Room, Carousel of Progress, Small World, Pirates of the Caribbean, the Haunted Mansion, the Country Bear. Yeah. 
and one of our faves also america sings seriously look at that all of that look at that roster i mean obviously he wasn't the only one that worked on right well of course yeah of course not he was part of a team and stuff but i mean that's crazy i mean these rides here attractions are our core me Mm -hmm. and stephanie you know what oh you guys love these as well but yeah but i was gonna say on that on that list i mean nobody bats a thousand so it's okay to have a couple of misses on there Yeah, that was a hell of a roster, though. And a little addition is my my best friend, Sean, and his mom, Heidi, gave us the Mark Davis double volume coffee table. Um, oh, that's awesome. Oh, man. That are nuts. I mean, if you're into Mark Davis. It's crazy. There's so much here and so many illustrations and little tidbits about attractions. Mm-hmm. I would highly suggest it's by Peter Doctor and Christopher Merritt. Okay checking but i just wanted to read this little section here because it really is such a crazy story to the to the end of walt disney he talks about how walt would always come into the animator's room and check on progress of things and this little story he had just told here that i'm about to read is um it was towards the end walt was looking sick no one really knew for sure what was going on and uh he had checked in and uh talked to a bunch of the animators and they all kind of walked out and mark was was watching him walk out and it says i stepped in my doorway and watched them walk down he went down got down to maybe 20 feet or so and he stopped and he turned and he said goodbye mark and he had never said that to me before He never said goodbye. He said, let's get together. See you later. How about next Tuesday? I never saw him alive again. This just overwhelmed me and I've never forgotten it. He really did know he was going and he really said goodbye to me. Probably the last laugh he had was these bear drawings, which (laughs) he was going over the country bears. And then he says, I was in my office and one of the men whose sister was a nurse at St. Joseph's Hospital across the street from the studio called to say that Walt Disney had just died. It was a shocker. What now? This is pretty nuts. I mean, this was his right-hand man for Walt. And to I me, mean, that's so lucky that he was able to get mm-hmm. that from Walt. But it's just, it's weird, right? Mm-hmm. Like hearing that. It's Yeah, it is. It's uh, that's and all those bears. He said he got such a kick out of all the, he had so many mm-hmm. more bears, Gene, that didn't make the cut, especially <laughs> this one with the tuba that he loved. But I know you're a big fan, Gene, of. Well, the one of the tuba is my favorite, bear. my favorite bear too. <laughs> it is yeah it's specifically the one with the tuba <laughs> but anyway that's our favorite imagineer he always will be it's you got to get these books there's so much in here it's and yeah, it's got me that's got me intrigued so what do you got joey okay so for me i don't i don't have a coffee table book or anything like that <laughs> no props <laughs> who's no props no props but i do i am very interested in those books because of that now but um no for me it was hard because obviously a lot of these there's so many imagineers and like with mark davis some of these guys are legends so especially some of the stuff that we like you said the stuff that we have enjoyed for decades for some of the stuff that's been worked on so it was kind of hard but i think overall there's so many but and there will be an honorable mention but for me joey's always about the honorable mention i love it i got to Um, his honorable mention not be my regular guy man i I will lose my effing i don't think i don't think so and the reason why i say that is he's too new so there's no way just my opinion but for me i'm gonna i'm gonna i chose tony baxter so him obviously part of uh, one of the big reasons is it's so cool because you hear this about a lot of the imagineers is that and a lot of people that have worked at disney is where they started from when they got there so i like his beginning story i mean he he got there when he was 17 and he was literally uh scooping ice cream on on main street 
<laughs> so this is where he started from. And then, I mean, I know they were saying that, you know, he had, he had odd jobs around the park, which, you know, a lot of them do when they first start out, you kind of start here and then you end up on a ride or, you know, you end up either a restaurant or, you know, whatever they're doing, maybe a lifeguard at, at some of these resorts and stuff. It just depends. And then his, his first projects, they, they were saying they were real minor, but then the big thing, like he said, is when, and I'll go through some of his roster, but his first extensive creative control was over what do you call it? Big Thunder Mountain, which is one of my all time favorites. And again, just like we talked about with like, you know, Haunted Mansion and stuff, this is one of the core rides um, that is, I mean, Disney World's known for. So in order for that to be a core, it, that's a big deal to me. And I'll go through some of the roster. And I know he he ended up retiring in 2013, but I know that he still to this day consults uh, with some of the Imagineers on stuff because he's been doing it for so long. But some of his stuff I'll go through, obviously Big Thunder Mountain, the redesign of Di- uh, Disneyland's uh, Fantasyland, uh, the original Journey into the Imagination Pavilion over at Epcot, which is huge. The Disney Gallery Star Tours, which is one of my favorites, obviously Dan Splash Mountain. So that's another real big one that he did. The Park of Disneyland Paris. So he had a major role in the actual park. When you're when they got to the point where they trust you with yeah. <laughs> setting up these parks, man. That's yeah, that's that's massive. <laughs> Indiana Jones Adventure, Temple of the Forbidden Eye, which I ride is really cool. The 1998 redesign of Disneyland's Tomorrowland, um, Finding Nemo Submarine Voyage. The 2008 redesign of Disneyland's Sleeping Beauty Castle, the walkthrough. And they, that was uh, cool. I love that. I'm yeah. obsessed with that. And then the 2009 incarnation of the great moments with Mr. Lincoln. Mm. So he, um, just some of his rosters, but these are, I mean, some of these are iconic. I mean, obviously Splash Mountain and obviously Thunder Mountain. Star Tours to me, obviously, because long before we had, you know, Star Wars Land or, you know, any of that other stuff, um, that was pretty much what we had. The Indiana Jones is a really cool, I mean, obviously we have the stunt show here, but that one is very similar. I think they use the the ride system they do for Dinosaur, I believe on that one. Mm-hmm. It is. really, Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah. Now the Sleeping Beauty uh, Castle walkthrough, I've not seen that. So I know I know that's a big deal with Stephanie. I just, I have a really cool walkthrough. Yeah, I mean, is. it's. So I was, it's just cool. I don't we didn't expect yeah. that it was going to be that. It's just okay. every little nook and cranny is, yeah. is something. And the scrims that they used and the painting, it, it just everything. There's little surprises yeah. Look through this little window and then something will pop up. It's it's just it's charming. It's a little eerie. It's it's the best of both. We have a tie in with our Imagineers because Mark Davis also worked on Lincoln. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I yeah, didn't mention you know, it, but that's know. funny that they connect. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, and it's it's funny because like you like you were saying before. Obviously, I know he's not the only one that worked on these. Yeah, I know yeah. That, you know, he had a, he had a huge hand, and I guess the major creative control over a lot of the stuff. But it says here he was uh he was in he was inducted as a Disney legend um in a presentation ceremony at Disneyland on November first, twenty thirteen. Which I I know that's a huge deal uh, for the Imagineers and stuff like that. So for him, the one thing I liked about him was obviously the way he started at the park at seventeen years old, just scooping ice cream too. You know, and the thing too, they were uh, uh, when I understand understand is that he he got discovered because i guess he had a he had like a concept he had a portfolio full of ride concepts and he ended up i'm not sure how he got it in front of walt but walt saw it and uh wet enterprises hired i mean that was basically it that's okay. kind of how he that yeah that's how he started so that's that to me cool. was yeah that to me that's was awesome. one of, you know the, the main reason that i that i chose him was how he started and the roster of stuff that he that he did especially these iconic rides that we know today that are still here you know that are still majorly uh loved so yeah. it's just yeah. You have a lot of the new tech, which is what I'll get into in a second as far as the honorable mention. But what were you going to say? Well, no, I was just going to say is I remember seeing a documentary with him. And when he brought up, he was one of the reasons why they even sought out 
Lucas Films and Star Wars and bring Star Wars to Disney. And, and him mm-hmm. saying in in this in this interview that he was almost laughed out of the out of the office. Like you know when he brought up the idea, we gotta we we gotta reach out to George Lucas and, and bring Star Wars here because no kidding, that's what the that's what people want. They want thrill rides. They want this. You know that that's what's big right now. And um, there was this almost like he. If I remember the correct, the actual quote was it was almost a complete heresy for him to even think that. And and they but they finally did reach out and George yeah. Lucas himself said this is the only place I'd want my product to be in and so we really can kind of thank Tony Baxter for that right. because he was the one from what everything that I've heard is the one that really was the one that pushed that further for them to make that that addition so right well you know listen Star Tours was is out, it's still outstanding today yeah so yeah. you know clearly so Lucas is probably like yeah I mean look what they did with Star Tours and they were able to do so well you know, don't they have this little Star Wars land type of thing now well I'm, I'm talking about even with Star Tours. That's why they even have Star Tours. Is well, I know. The, I'm saying happened. it's look what happened off yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Which is actually goes off my honorable mention, which is Paul Bailey. And he came, he didn't get there until pretty late 2015. Mm. So he gets, he gets there in 2015. In 2017 was when they started, basically started designing Star Wars land. He was like the main guy for it. So, and Star Wars land turned out amazing to me, especially as a Star Wars fan, the attention to detail and everything that goes in it. But it wasn't just Star Wars land because Star Wars land is obviously when you're putting a new land in in such an iconic place in one of these parks, it has to be, I mean, it has to be really good, especially when you're trying to satisfy Star Wars fans are probably some of the most rabid fans on this Mm. park. And they will pick out anything that doesn't seem legit. Exactly. So, and everything that they've got coming now regarding, you know, the the Disney hotel and all that stuff that they got going on and the way that they're going to integrate that. But, and you know, the way they did Sabi's workshop for, you know, the, the droid depot, all that stuff that they put in there. But one of my favorite, and the, the reason why it's one of my favorites is the, he's the main guy on the rise, the rise of resistance, which that ride I keep telling people is probably the new bar for what a ride could be. It's almost like the Michael Jackson of music videos mm-hmm. when he yeah. came out with yeah. Thriller. Yeah. He set the bar for what a music video was because that was a, it was like a 15 minute movie is basically yeah. what it was. So when you when you you know rise of the resistance having the first time ever having like three different ride types in one attraction and that it's an entire experience walking riding you know and then the simulation and it goes through the whole thing with the acting with the with the cast members and everything that ride is just it's it's crazy because only certain parts are thrilling some parts are just kind of you know you're kind of in in a movie yeah it's that type of stuff so it's not the most thrilling ride it's just there's parts of it that are and it's kind of awe-inspiring when you go and you see the the adats when you're you know you're in the trackless car and you're going in and you see it or the the big guns that are firing as you're you guys have been on it right yeah but yeah. yeah which it's, it's damn near impossible to get a boarding pass yeah someone like that to me because it's weird because i still like the the core rides and the stuff that make uh, that are like iconic with that it's synonymous with magic kingdom walt what the original vision was and i also like the, the i love the new gen which is star wars land rides of the resistance smugglers run like that type of stuff. So I gave him an olive mention because I didn't want to make him the only one because it's too new for me. Like you yeah. still got to earn your way, even though he earned that. I mean, Galaxy's Edge to me is it's like so it's just intense, dude. You walk in no, and no, it's, it's like it's no, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Especially as a huge Star Wars fan, it's it's like a dream come true. But I sometimes feel it really doesn't get as much praise though as I mean, obviously Rise of the Resistance, but I don't feel like the magnitude of what 
was completed really gets represented properly with everybody. Like they just kind of expect actually I, I it to be that you, you know. That. I mean that is mm. insane. I know what they completed. Except yeah. for you saw the opening day, people when they opened the gates, people were sobbing. I know, like, but but you, that's it. I don't see yeah, people it's just, doing that anymore. And it's um, I mean it's I mean amazing doesn't even that's it doesn't even cut it. You know what it is? It's yeah. it's not even the rides or the shops. It's just the landscape. When you yeah. look at well, it, see like the mountains off of this. Yeah, like it, 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 it sounds where they have that. You know that sounds where it sounds like a tie fighter's flying over at certain points. Like yes. little yeah. things like that, man. And then obviously when we're not in COVID and they can have the characters patrolling and running around and stuff like that. But and the little tinkering um, noises, like you yeah. know, they're working. And then, on the walls, everything looks oh, like it does in the movies, like beat down, or like it's been there yeah, forever. Yeah. Just amazing yeah. how they can do that stuff. The you know, air even is the different there, I swear. Yeah, well, even the Coca-Cola dispenser is different. Yeah, it, they make it look futuristic, I guess, or not futuristic, but like Star Wars-ish. The way yeah. the Coke bottles look and like sci-fi-ish. Yeah. yeah, there's no no stone unturned. The experience of you know, even in Smuggler's Run, like the experience there is unlike anything. Especially the thought of them saying, "Hey, you know what? Let's put a one-to-one full-size scale Millennium Falcon right in the middle." Right. Yeah. Which you stand there and you're just like, "Holy cow!" Like it's just yeah. post ship there. There's a whole bunch of stuff all around there. But I love that they did it to scale, which is amazing. Yeah. And to be able to get inside of a, a Falcon cockpit, you know, and actually feel like you're actually flying in this thing is just um, awesome. And then Rise of the Resistance is that's just on a whole nother level. Like there's, there's nothing like that in any park that I know of in any way. Part yeah. Of the world. yeah. So yeah, let me get into mine. And you know, um, there was obviously we all had some tough choices. I, you know, I, I originally wanted to go with Marty Sklar because to me, I feel like he's was the closest to Walt. Really, I just feel like he was such a um a big part of it. But I, I wanted to go with someone who I felt like I just dug more. So I, it's like my own personal favorite. I won't go into a huge you know oral book report history lesson about him. I'll just talk about a few of the things that he's done. And he's what he's done is I don't think it's it's not as long of a list and not as maybe as an accomplished of a list as as a Mark Davis. But I think the things he did take on were pretty huge. And we all know the man for his eccentric earrings. Um, but I'm, I'm going to go with Joe Rohde. I mean, really, I mean, uh, again, I, I wanted to go Marty Sklar, but I, I just felt like, you know, I, I feel like you could do a whole episode on Marty Sklar for just for his for his history. Uh, but with Joe Rohde, I thought some of the things that he did were so big and so iconic. Again, he doesn't have the same list as some of these other guys with all these different rides, but he has a whole park that he was in charge of. And he started working for Disney back in the 80s. And finally, when it came to like Animal Kingdom, I mean, he's the brains behind Animal Kingdom. He was the lead designer on Animal Kingdom. He was the lead designer on Pandora, which I mean, I mean, Animal Kingdom is the biggest space they have, you know, and, and Pandora is one of the most eccentric places they have. Maybe I'd say right up there, if not as big as Star Wars, Galaxy's Edge, maybe just a tick below it. I mean, it, 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 for what they've done there, you know, he's even done the the resorts in, in Alani. Like he took, you know, he, but there was no Disney. Now there's Disney all the way out in Hawaii. He was the lead designer there. So it's not like he's got this list of 50 things that he's done, but I think the the, the shorter list that he's done were such a huge part. I mean, if you look at, at Animal Kingdom, it was the it was the biggest, the most different, the most complex venture Disney has ever really taken on. Now you're adding live animals to the mix. You know, they haven't done that anywhere else and i think for him to be able to to like like just look at kilimanjaro safari the way they're able to kind of set that up when it's you're taking real life animals, Love that which, safari. And, and it's, it's amazing and the way they do it is yeah. let's face it animals are the most unpredictable thing on the planet really right i mean they're they set it up so where you think you, you those lines could get to you from where they're sitting. oh yeah you know that's a de- oh, we know they can't yeah genius design i love um, the moat design i i agree 
And the, yeah, and you know what it is the line of sight with that is amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. And, and and that's just one one example in the Kilimanjaro Safari. I mean, he was the the main lead on Expedition Everest, which is one of my favorite rides in that's all my, of Disney. Yeah, so man, that's another one. so where he might not have did ride after ride after ride after ride like some of these other guys did that are like just huge icons of Disney. He did a whole park, and to me, I feel like that can't get lost. He did he did Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom was Great. his baby. He you know, and just when you thought he was done with Animal Kingdom, they asked him to create Pandora, which you know is so unfathomable. I mean, but like I said before, Galaxy's Edge that was the big. I remember for years waiting for Pandora to be to be set and to be able to go to Pandora. That was like the big thing that I was waiting for before Galaxy's Edge. And his design on that is just gorgeous. I mean, you walk there, especially at night. You walk through there at night things are glowing and it's it's just an just an amazing part of of, of disney you know not just animal kingdom but disney in itself um and a few of the other things he did too um besides you know animal kingdom and alani he was uh he had he had parts in the tower of terror in tokyo disney sea captain eo he was he was part of that the norway pavilion uh the mexican pavilion uh the american adventure uh he had he, he was behind he was part of the, the team on new fantasy land so i mean he has other accomplishments too but to me to, to actually take as big of a venture as as animal kingdom to me was um just awe inspiring and he was a definitely a guy that definitely marched to the beat of his own drum. I will say on Pandora, I also think that kind of suffers like Star Wars. I don't think that gets really enough praise that it deserves because I, know. I think it kind of oh, suffers I do. from being built around Avatar, which I think a lot of people were confused. don't care about. They were confused. Like, I, I mean, so it's I'm, still a beautiful I'm, land regardless. Mm-hmm. I, I get it, but I don't think people really realize the magnitude of that kind of because of that. Yeah, the floating mountains and how they design. Yeah, it's just they they weren't in that world, so they don't really like Star Wars was more of a broader. Right. I, I mean, I know Avatar did huge numbers, but you know, I'll tell I mean. you what, I think when I think when the next Avatar movie comes out, it might bring that back around. I, I just It'd be nice. I think that'll be the case, at least in my opinion, because it'll probably be a really big movie. Obviously, it will be. Yeah, and it'll probably say, okay, this land makes more sense to me now. Yep. Maybe people will be more. You know, into it then? I think people will be more in tune to go see the new movies because I feel like it kind of, I feel like Avatar kind of died off if it wasn't for the the new land that the, the land they built in Animal Kingdom would be we having these new Pandora movies or these new Avatar movies? I don't even know because right. that, that Avatar right. movie came out so long ago. And I I'll, I'll be honest, I know it did huge numbers. I know everybody loved it. I was never really a huge I, Avatar fan. I didn't. Really, I was okay. I saw it. I was okay. It was. I, I thought. Listen, I thought the the image, the CGI, the and yeah, I, I thought like the it. effects and everything were, were like fantastic. The story itself just lost me a little bit. I was like, yeah, I, yeah, I get it. It's like, like I could have done with a tight. Titanic land or something, you know. Yeah, but Pandora, <laughs> but Pandora though, like, and, and kind of like what we said with Galaxy's Edge, the rides are good. There's places to eat, like us. Uh, uh, Tatuli Canteen is good, but the actual, like, just the landscape. The same way in Galaxy's Edge, where I feel like the landscape is so underrated. It is. Same thing in Pandora. It's like, and let's face it, people love the landscape there. I think it's still underrated. I think the fact that yeah. how they built these floating mountains and still make it seem like they're floating when they're really not. All the weird little plants that you know that they have there. Everything, the, all the sound effects you hear coming from the, the little gardens. It's just fabulous. Yeah, it lights know? up at night and stuff. It's really cool. Oh yeah, at night it's maybe one of the more, one of the more beautiful parts of the whole Disney World. I mean, it's it's yeah. amazing. I'll be Wouldn't more. You- Kind of surprised when they first said, "Hey, we're gonna make Pandora Land based off of Avatar." I was because, again, 
I wasn't that big into, into Avatar. And I know it did great numbers. Yeah, I wasn't either. I didn't feel like I missed anything if I would have missed it. But I'll tell you what, I'll be more likely to see the next Pandora movie based on because I love what I've witnessed. By the way, what do you call it? Flight of Passage is amazing. I, the, oh, yeah. the technology on stuff, and there's always why there's a four hour line behind it. We always call that soaring on steroids. That's what we call it, my house. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> soaring no, on steroids. Awesome. It's probably our, I think it's our favorite ride. Maybe Rise of the Resistance more just because of the, the experience of Rise of the Resistance. But I think, I mean, Flight of Passage, I think is like my wife's, still my wife's favorite. It is insane. But, I mean, when that thing is breathing between your legs, you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's why I call it soaring on steroids because it's the same concept to an extent, but it's just another level. So the anticipation too for that ride, especially when this first came oh, out. Oh, yeah. Like, yep. Insane. You know, it's kind of like yeah. Star Wars in a way. You're just like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You know, I know. When you finally know you're going to make it into yeah. the ride. Yeah. 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 So that's going to do it for this week's episode, guys. Let's thank our sponsor and our travel partner, Magical Travel by Brian. Remember, you guys can reach him at their email address, brian at magicaltravels.com, by phone 1 800 883 1535, extension 55. And you can find them on their website, www.magicaltravelbybrian.com. They can book non Disney trips too. Make sure you hit them up and ask them how to book your trip. All right. And, again, and as Dan said earlier, the best part is his services are free. So definitely check them out. And uh, let's say adios to the crew. Joey, it's been a, been a treat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a good show. A lot of fun as always. Looking forward to next week. What can we, uh, what about JSA Creations? Let me see. What am I working on right now? Well, Three Caballeros, which I've talked about, I think, last week. And um, maybe talking about, uh, maybe looking at some Disney Skyliner. I don't know. I'll see if I find something that I like once I start messing around with it, playing like around it. with it, see if I come up with something. And where can we find them again? Your dreams come true. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> here goes the jingle. Yeah, you can always find us on uh, Instagram and Etsy. Uh, we're also on Pinterest, but it's going to be JSA and then Creations. Uh, it's going to be 3D instead of EA. So easy to find us. If you do, you just do a search, you'll find us. We'll there pop up pretty yeah. quickly. There you go. There you yeah. go. And uh, hey, let's <laughs> say goodbye to our besteners of the Midwesterners. Hey, guys. <laughs> Steph. Hey. Hey. Okay. So yeah, so <laughs> oh my gosh. Follow us on the Instagrams. Rack and roll DW R O C K letter N roll <laughs> DW. Well not rack in like rack and roller coaster, you know? Like in, like the letter N. <laughs> uh, I think everybody now is completely confused about what R O C K N R O L L D W. Yeah, that's what I said. Kind of so so wait, is there an N? There's no N? I don't know. There's an N. Gene just wants to keep this train rolling with you. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, come check us out. We actually have a really cool giveaway right now. We got one more day to enter. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah, Let's hear about it. Giveaway. Yeah, we're doing a rock and roll giveaway. That's rock and roll giveaway to go win. <laughs> We uh anyway, we went to Paisley it, Park, Prince's uh studio museum, and, and we got a Prince's home. Yeah, where he lived. We did a big tour for Stephanie's birthday, and um now we're given a, a few little items we picked up as a giveaway. Yeah, it's not a obviously it's not a Disney giveaway, but you know, we like rock and roll too. We thought it was something different and the unfortunately something for the kids, as they the say. <laughs> unfortunately, the anniversary of Prince's passing is coming up, so we wanted to do a little something to give back to man. I mean, Prince has a Disney tie too. He was on the Muppets. He loved his Muppets. True. Did he really? I didn't know that. I did not know that. Yeah, Prince and them. We didn't either. I found that out on the tour. Okay. So yeah, a little 
Minneapolis love. You can go and enter. You don't have to do much. And You know what? what's going to happen if someone wins that? What? You're going to have a rip-roaring day. <laughs> and a wild and woolly time. It sounded perfect to me, Steph. Thanks, Gene. You're welcome. And guys, I have an announcement. Catch me in Racine, Illinois this weekend at the Sakima Switch concert. I'll be there in attendance. So come check us out in Racine, Illinois, guys. All right. And with that, as always, have a great today and even better tomorrow. We'll see you next time.